While the world whizzes by, enjoy a moment of me time with Tim Horton's new $6 breakfast bundle. Savor a small hot or iced coffee. Then add your choice of a mouth-watering hot breakfast sandwich and a crispy golden hash brown and your pick of a classic donut. Yeah. All for six bucks. All just for you. Make your mornings all about me time with our $6 breakfast bundle. Available at your neighborhood Tim Hortons. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. Well, here we go again. It seems that even when I take a much-needed rest, though I don't like to admit it, that doesn't go too well either. Because there's still a bunch of crazy things happening in society. I mean, it was H&M last time, now it's Gucci this time. Then, you know, the whole state of Virginia's got problems out the wazoo, and... And, what was Liam Nilsson thinking? Doesn't he have a movie coming out, or is it out now, or... So, something needs to be done about all this stuff, man. I, I, I don't understand where our society gets off on this kind of stuff, but, I mean, just because you feel some guilt or remorse to say something doesn't mean you have to go ahead and say it or you don't have to share every hit piece of your history to everybody but you know just ah how do you take a break and then you come back and you feel twice as miserable right <laughs> well that only happens i i can't i can't be the only one with that problem but you know that's because i just don't like taking breaks but anyway, welcome to the J-Man Show here on K360 Are you struggling to lose weight and keep it off? Tired of wasting time and money on starvation diets that lead to more frustration and stress? If there was a weight loss solution that could actually work for you, would you try it? Then head to Golo.com. I'm Steve. I lost 138 pounds in nine months on Golo. I'm Amber. I've lost 128 pounds with Golo. If you're ready to take back control of your life, head to Golo.com now and see how Golo can work for you. That's Golo.com. My sleep is way better. My inflammation has gone way down. Golo saved my life. I was way overweight. That's what sent me down the path. I wanted to make sure and live for my kid. I have literally tried everything. I was on the verge of getting gastric bypass surgery, and I saw the Golo commercial, and it was the last thing I tried because it worked. Join over 2 million people who found a better way to lose weight with Golo. Your healthier and happier life begins at Golo.com. That's G-O-L-O.com. Again, G-O-L-O.com. Hey, so what's going on, J360 Legion? Welcome back to the J-Man Show. This is your host, Jay, and welcome to episode 86. It's been a while, but we finally got here. <laughs> and man, let me tell you, I, I love being behind the mic, y'all. I love doing what I need to do for J360 Productions as a whole, but man, the next time I ever take an urge to just go on a little vacation and stuff like that, I gotta make sure I really plan out my day well so I don't, you know, get roped into different things or have to do pickup shifts and all that wild stuff. This <laughs> this whole week and went differently. You understand what I'm saying? And it's not to say that things don't come up in time where, you know, you gotta just go with the flow and do what you gotta do. I mean, because sometimes life just isn't fair. <laughs> That's the understatement of the year. 
or that's an understatement of the human experience, really. You know, so it, it gets kind of unfair sometimes, but you know, you got to do some pickup shifts. You never know what happens to other people and no one man can do it all by themselves, right? So you figure that, you know, when you go to the day job and stuff, you got to hold it down even though you're taking a break from other prospects. And you see, like, I'm trying to get some short films out there this year for you all. And I'm sure some of you have noticed that from my Instagram or the J360 Productions Instagram, that, you know, things are falling into falling into place and I'm just working on it, trying to get where I need to be. Because, hey, man, I'm not waiting to do anything. And if there's any sort of advice that I have for any of you, because, you know, to consider a lot of us that do podcasting or any sort of form of media as influencers, if there's anything I've influenced you all to do, it's to think for yourself, but I hope to inspire you to go ahead and just go for it. Like, don't wait on nothing, man. You know what I'm saying? And, oh, if you get a little thing called, like, um, what is it called, imposter syndrome, it's like, Say like you're doing a show like this, and you feel as though that nothing is going to live up to the other episodes. Well, here's how we go about it from the J-Man school of doing things. Do it anyway. Let me tell you something. I'm on the verge of hitting 100 episodes here. I don't expect all the episodes to be winner, and I don't expect that, say, like, if things grow bigger for everything around here, like, you know as like stuff enhances and people look at my first 40 episodes and be like oh my god can you believe what j-man said and i would sit right there and i'd be like hell yeah i said all that stuff i was raw gritty untamed that's the first season for you and not to mention i'm still the same way all i gotta do is put explicit on the tab and we can go right back to that but the thing about it is is this even as i'm clean i'm still not on anybody's favorite list you gotta keep it real like that you know and I'm not trying to stroke my ego here. I'm just saying, you know, I'm a busy man. I got things to do. Which is why, like, this episode was supposed to be a Saturday special. Then it became a Sunday special. And in about an hour tell, it probably won't even be that anymore. <laughs> but, um, man, you know, it, it, feels, it feels good to be coming back into it, though, you know? Even though, like, God, I mean, sometimes when you go on a break, you got to really make sure that you that you really have an idea of what's going to happen when you come back, you know. And if I sound a little different to you all tonight, that's because I managed to find one of my missing earbuds. I cleaned it, of course, and I'm testing out the mic for it. So that way I'll be able to at least keep things on, you know, even keel while I'm down here. So that way I'll be able to, you know, keep doing the show and processing it because I'm just not good at taking breaks. I'm not good at this vacation stuff because I'm always on the go. I always want to work on stuff. You know what I'm saying? But you can feel it sometimes where things just don't come to you. You know, like certain ideas. And you don't want to just talk about generic topics of the day because what you hear from that is pretty much what you get out of your source. Like, let's say the whole state of Virginia is pretty much under fire because of three top officials over there have racial and sexual harassment connotations. I mean, damn. You know, like, it doesn't take much. It seems to take a lot to be a decent person. You understand what I'm saying? That's like a full-time job for people. Like, even if you work in part-time in retail and stuff, you're going to deal with a-holes. Sometimes in your own staff, and sometimes... Well, most times, actually, from the customers out there. 
And then, of course, if you got, like, managers that, like, have to have their ego stroke all the time because it make them feel good, a little power tripping here and there, yeah, that's a-hole, too. But you try to keep yourself together because, guess what? All these jobs are temporary at best. You might want to keep yourself the same way you are, have a strong foundation and common ground for yourself so that you don't have to go to that level. Because there's something that says a lot about all these apathetic idiots out here. Yup. So, as for those of you that are currently going through the trenches, as I would like to say, keep it together because it's only temporary. Just make sure you take whatever little resource you got from that and build yourself up so that you can go anywhere you want to go. But keep in mind this, it doesn't take much to be an a-hole. It doesn't take much to go ahead and just be a rude, ridiculous person. What really takes a lot is, is for people to understand that if you get cracked in the face or you get sent across the way, courtesy of a haymaker, because you'll have a haymaking good time pissing off people left and right, you know, your comeuppance, if you will, that's the part where people have a hard time processing, oh man, how come I'm on the floor bleeding eternally, or I done lost a few of my teeth that I need to chew meat, I need to get my life right, because at that point you done went too far, and you done outraged people in so many ways. But, of course, you know, people don't really fight like that anymore. And if they do fight all the time, they're just hugging. They, they're not doing it as good as, like, say, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. You know what I'm saying? And, like, see, nowadays, people are so scared to start stuff with people, but they start stuff with people. And it either goes through these scenarios. either goes through um, harassment of some kind. And it doesn't have to be sexual. It could just be, it could just be minor teasing. And, of course, um, racism. Because, see, the problem with racism is, is that people feel as though they're racist superior to other races, but that they're, thereby being that that is already a flawed concept in general. You know what I'm saying? And then the problem is, it happened years ago. Slavery was a giant industry for this country, and it was built off the back of slavery. Some people try to say tobacco in there, but guess who was planting and pulling the plants? It wasn't the fair-faced people. But the thing about it is, is this, it was all bad. And then for a while, you had people that went as far to put soot, makeup, or any sort of kind of thing they could do to look black. And then when they did that kind of stuff, they did it to look black, do the bojangling and everything, performing for people instead of just actually having black people do it. Eventually, eventually they did have some vaudeville acts where there were African-American performers. But see, the thing about it is they didn't get no recognition then. And even then, they always came on last. You know what I'm saying? But still, people wanted to imitate and copy African-Americans all the time. You know what I mean? There ain't one thing original that people haven't stolen from the black community. And you see, because people have a hard time accepting that or atoning for that, that's why they keep going about it wrong. Some people have good intentions of saying, well, you know, that, that's the, we, we need to go ahead and ex exploit this more, and we need to go ahead and bring it up to the attention and, and try to outdo one another instead of saying, you know what, it was a mistake, it was wrong then, it's wrong now. And instead of empowering it and putting like a big giant band-aid on it, you need to look at it and be aware of it, but try never to let it happen again. But you see, the problem with the black community is we have long since accepted certain things, you know what I'm saying? Instead of just calling all that stuff out. 
because there's been a lot of um there's been a lot of examples of racial stereotypes for our race that shouldn't even see the light of day anymore, but you know if you cover it up, you're just damaging everybody else because you know you're building this safe zone and there is no safe zone out there, especially for African Americans. You know what I'm saying? Or any minority in general now, because this is all out craziness. The racial divide is so damn deep. I mean, it's so damn deep. Even the Grand Canyon is looking at that stuff. is like, what the hell? You know? And to this day, people have a problem with certain peoples of race. And we could all get, we could all, well, like I said, not all of us, because there's just going to be, there's always going to be that special group of people that continue to teach racism. Continue to teach racial superiority. And it's not right. It's a it's a taught attribute. It's nobody's born racist now. But them households that are in there and they say, we don't like them. We we won't deal with them. It comes from fear. I've seen more people afraid of interracial relationships or go on this damn spiel about how that's gonna destroy the foundation of another race. And that's just stupid. How you figure that? I mean, how you raise your kids and how you do your life, that's good on you. But you don't need anybody else to join in with you unless you're feeling as though you need strength in numbers. And some people do. The reason why people are running around doing this racial crap now is because of Trump. And not only that, because of the stuff that follows Trump, along with Richard B. Spencer, David Duke. You can name all them people out there, and they are just feeling themselves and enjoying themselves ever since Obama got out of office. You know? And not to mention that a lot of these people get their kicks by playing the community against one another. You already know the racism is there, the interracial divide and everything else. It's bad. Well, no, it's not, it's not bad. I'm using Trump words. It's horrendous. It's gone down since because people don't know how to atone for their mistakes and they don't know how to admit that they were wrong and they keep running around here trying to alleviate stuff but they cause more and more mistakes. And you see the problem with racism is we try to get rid of it but it keeps coming back. And you see it's going to keep coming back and it's coming back in higher degrees because people think they can get away with it. They think this is the perfect time to be comfortable about it. And let us not forget all of the African Americans that were killed by police. And the police have never seen a day in jail or anything. Oh yeah, sure, they'll lose the job, but they'll get transferred somewhere else. Now there have been some where the system works, but it's not enough to make people have faith in the system anymore. And that's a problem. Now, the reason why I went on that whole thing is because when you take a look at blackface and all this stuff, there is no reason for people to do this. You know, <laughs> the the HMN aside where, where it was the little kid wearing the coolest monkey in the jungle thing? Yeah, yeah, we get that. That was, that was offensive, but it's not as bad as what the hell Gucci's doing with that stupid sweatshirt where the lady... Where, like, I guess now they got the lower face sweatshirt, sweatshirt going on where you can cover up the lower side of your face. And it got got red, giant red lips on it and the black underside and the white. I'm like, this is just ignorant, man. And, you know, there's been a lot of minorities investing and in buying Gucci products for years. 
So it's like, why the hell would Gucci do this other than to try to go ahead and get people outraged and do a backlash and people still buy there because Gucci is one of those kind of things that are at the creme de la creme, like Dolce & Gabbana, uh, Versace, you know what I'm saying? All that posh crap. The truth be told this, I mean, with me, see, I ain't worried about it because I'm never getting no Gucci crap. But a lot of people were pretty much pretty much boycotting these companies. But if you're going to boycott the companies, don't buy anything from them. Like, even while I'm explaining this, because the fact that they use this blackface here to just do this, it, it's insane. It just goes to show there's no merit. There's no self-control anymore. Because they feel comfortable that they can do this stuff. I mean, eventually they'll come out and they'll do a whole... Uh, well, I apologize, and anybody that's offended can get 50% off of, blah, 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 of the lowest priced item here or the item that we just want to get rid of so we can get our whole new storeroom in for the rest of the year. It's like that. Some people do this shock value crap because we are all hypersensitive and we're all offended by anything nowadays. So, yeah, this is the perfect time for this crap because one way or another, we're all going to destroy ourselves based on this whole thing. Because we can't get over things like racism. And you see, the thing about racism is, it, it, it happened. Unfortunately, slavery happened. Unfortunately, all this stuff happened. Now, I know a lot of people don't want to accept it. You just don't need to let it happen again. And don't be afraid to speak out on social issues. Like, there's this thing now where people are like, you can't talk about politics. Here's the J-Man note on that. Yes, you can. Here's, here, they say, you can't talk about religion. J-Man note on that. Yes, you can. And here's the thing about race. Oh, you can't talk about it. Yes, you can. You can talk about all this stuff. I mean, let me tell you something. If you see all those kind of things that are happening out there, if you feel as a certain way that this is because that they see you as inferior to such, well, you know, go through the process and really think about it. But at the same time, you might not be far off on your first inclination. You understand what I'm saying? And then you got people out here that try to blur a line and go through any sort of gray patch that they can so they can go ahead and deny the situation. I mean, you think about it. It's all over the place now. Remember back in 2018, we had all these um, crotchety old women just calling the police for anything? You can't even have a cookout now. Or sell water or lemonade without, without it being a whole giant out of context fight for nothing. And then they got nerves there. Oh, well, well, they'll get death threats and stuff. No kidding. How far ahead do you think you were going to get out of this anyway, starting this kind of stuff? Now, if somebody was actually committing a crime, you know, difference. But you see, nowadays, people don't believe in due process anymore. And I don't know whether to blame them or not because of the situation with the cops. But what does this have to do with Virginia? Well, you see, Virginia is one of the most, most, how can I put it? Virginia is one of the most culturally racist, divided states in the Union. And for a while, they weren't even in the Union. It was on the southern side of things. Matter of fact, let, let's clear the air. Go look at a map and you see Delaware, right? You see the Mason-Dixon line and stuff? That's around Delaware. Anything Delaware, Maryland, or Virginia, they were slave states at the time. That was pretty much profiting off of it. And you know they were fighting for the South. General Lee and everything else. <laughs> Not to say the North hasn't had their problems, but let's be real. 
a lot of racial crap came out of Virginia, and it's to the day where it's not, it's gotten better in some aspects, but in other aspects, they still got a long way to go. And the fact that you see, like, this Democratic leader here, this Democratic leader there, they they all got their whole blackface and things coming out. I saw the picture. Uh, he's supposed to be the one in blackface. That's supposed to be a Michael Jackson dress-up, right? And, and it's like, dude, one, that doesn't look a damn thing like Michael Jackson. That barely looks like Gregor, Gregory Hines. <laughs> and then he's standing there next to a man in a Ku Klux Klan outfit. And then he tries to say he's not in the picture. That That's just stupid. You know what I mean? But at the same time, it's how this picture came up. So somebody found it and brought it up there, and that's his yearbook photo. And I could go on many tangents about yearbook photos not being all that great, but this, this man just dug himself in a hole. Should he lose his job for it? Well, here's the thing. Has anybody really looked at what he's done for the state? And how does he still have that job anyway? Does he have that job because of name recognition? Or does he have that job because, you know... Does he have that job because, yeah, pretty much name recognition or people were just familiar with him. They just voted him in. I mean, because a lot of people try to think that, you know, because it's a Democrat, Democrats aren't racist. Republicans are racist. If you believe that kind of stuff, you obviously haven't been listening to this show. The two-party system is very flawed. Both have people that want to do the right thing. But you got a lot of people that don't want to do the right thing. And as far as this is, it makes the party look bad. That's what all three of this is. Like that lieutenant governor, um, the governor himself, and then there's another one in there that's just as bad too. They're all Democrats. That makes the party look bad, <laughs> doesn't it? Especially when 2020 is on the rise. This st- the clockwork behind this stuff is amazing. But don't ever think that Democratic Party isn't racist it has its connotations in racism believe it or not and the problem is is that you're gonna have some a-holes no matter where they are and this man sitting here denying this because he doesn't want to lose his job and he's standing his ground about it i mean at the end of the day he could atone we could all forgive him but we can't necessarily forget and we could always hold him accountable for that photo but at the same time that's why Virginia's all in the press right now and you see, Trump can use that to his advantage if he wanted to. Not that, you know, he probably wouldn't because he's so busy crying about this wall. That will never get finished, no matter how many times everybody tries to throw it around. Oh, which, by the way, a lot of people have been paying attention to their taxes about it. Good luck getting all that money, right? <laughs> Apparently you're not in the right bracket to get all that cutting. He wasn't thinking about you. But going back to Virginia, though, it's like when you look at... And then the sexual allegation on the lieutenant governor... Now, is he going to step down? Probably not, because he wants to be in his spot. You see, when it comes to sexual harassment, sexual harassment is so broad and so open-ended. Anything can be considered harassment when it comes to that. Not necessarily a good thing. And he, he, he knows that. Like, all this Me Too and this stuff, and he's sitting over here messing around with one of his interns like that. Or actually, it wasn't really an intern, was it? It was something a little bit more than that. I'll be delving into this information more. But it's just amazing how all of this stuff came at one time. And uh, for those of you out there that sit there and say, Well, Jay, you know, uh, sexual harassment shouldn't be tolerated in any sort of form. It shouldn't be, but much like anything else, 
when you shoot from the hip first and you don't ask questions or do any investigation, you look like a giant a-hole and you're not getting anything done. You got to really ask questions on this because I know that there's more to this information. And you see, I don't want to delve too much into sexual harassment because, well, you know, that's the giant number one complaint about anything. And Valentine's Day is on the rise. A lot of people say, oh, I like sexual harassment. It's like, who does? <laughs> Nobody likes to be accused of it. And if you're being accused of it, it's like it's a loaded question because you're doing everything you can to defend against it. And it's hard for you. Because at the end of the day, people just that's all people want to do is have a hanging session. And it's crazy, but I don't expect anything less from these southern states dealing with racism. And then, of course, you got Liam Nielsen and his whole thing where um, he was telling a story about like how a friend of his, uh, she was a friend of his that got raped, I guess, by an African-American. And then he was so angry, not African-American, by African. And he got so angry about it that he was walking around with a stick trying to hunt anybody that was black and, and take, you know, and attack them. And this was, this came on Twitter for me when I read it, but I'm wondering what inspired him to tell this story to us during this time of peak racial divide. I mean, because I like Liam Nielsen. He is one of the best actors ever. I mean, the Taken series alone, um, the Grey, I mean, all the Batman movies. And then, of course, you know, and you see, like, what really got me into them was um, Star Wars Episode One. Yeah, Qui-Gon Jinn. I mean, despite the flaws of the movie, he was, like, the best part. You know? Next to um, the battle sequence with Darth Maul. But it's just like, dude, I mean, you didn't have to tell us that story. So now he's got to go on the defense and say that he's not racist. I mean, hell, we might as well talk to Samuel L. Jackson about that, see what he says. But then again, at the end of the day, you know, even if he was wrong in saying it, and even if he is apologizing about the way that he felt on it, does it change your point of view on the matter at all? See, that's where we got to make the final decision on that. I mean, if you want to continue to support his movies, that's good on you. But, you know, it's one of them kind of things. It's like your image, the image I had of you now is broken because of that kind of context. And he probably sit there and say that people have taken his um, message out of context. It ain't hard to do, but at the same time, just know what the hell you're talking about. You know, because a lot of people were inspired by him. I wanted to work with him as I rise up in filmmaking, you know, and I think I probably still will. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, it doesn't take much for me to see somebody as an a-hole, but I know somebody who made a mistake. And if I really see it myself, then I'll happily throw your ass out. That's just the way it goes. I don't tolerate that kind of stuff. But the problem is, like I said before, people are doing this stuff now because there's a comfort to it. And the thing is, we got to take that comfort away. Got to be like, this is not the time for you to be racist. Trump got people, uh, Trump got a lot of people protecting him. You got just yourself. And the thing about it is, you'll sit there and you'll look at your gun, but little did you realize other people have guns too and they will happily defend themselves because this stuff isn't right. I guarantee if they would just make fighting, 
if fighting was legal again, if the courts backed off on all that kind of stuff, you see a lot of people just go ahead and get in the fights and they'd be friends by the end of the day. But nowadays, because you got so many people putting up regulation this or due process that or all this other stuff, and, and everybody's got to put their nose in it and stuff instead of people solving their problems for themselves and actually going to fisticuffs on a few things. That's why you got these passive aggressive morons walking around now. And it's not helpful. Oh, no. Heaven forbid on that. Because, like, you know, some people are so sensitive. It's like, he can't do anything anymore. He got more ailments. Bro. That fool needed to get in a fight. I guarantee, I guarantee it, man. Because that's why you never see any real fighting anymore. Because, like, see, I remember growing up as a kid and dealing with some of this stupid stuff. And I got into fights. I won some and I lost some. But I still live. And the truth is, is this. I always had a rematch, too. And I wouldn't end up winning the rematch. Because you just ain't going to take that nonsense. But somewhere along the line, things have changed. All the punks done got in there and started making rules. And they started saying, you know, we should talk out our problems. You can't reason with a-holes. There's like racist people out here. You can be racist all you want. But if you say it into my face, and if you step into me on it, you're going to be a comet because I'm going to send you flying somewhere. Especially if you go after me and mines. See what I'm saying? It's a little different at that point. Which is why sometimes I'm glad I don't have any kids because the way they just treating the kids nowadays is just beyond stupid. You know, and it's like, you're looking at all this stuff that comes out of the woodwork. Okay. So who's going to be in charge of power if the governor and the lieutenant governor of Virginia step down. You know what I'm saying? Like, who's next in charge to take those seats? And are they ready to take those seats? Because some people, when they get a certain area in a government job, or any job at that matter, some of them are not good at that job. So you're going to kick them upstairs because this other person made a mistake. Now, that's not bad, but it's because that's the way it's supposed to work. But you got to realize... Certain people are in there, and they're not in there for the right reasons. You know what I'm saying? So, hey, at the end of the day, that's just something for Virginians to figure out. But um, I don't condone this blackface crap. I don't condone any of this neo-racism stuff, for obvious reasons. But one, as a person, it's so easy to do this crap, and it's so stupid to do this crap, because guess what? You're not looking any better than anybody else. You all pee and poo just like everybody else do. You know, and if it isn't the racial thing, if it isn't the sexual harassment thing, it's always the class thing. How much money you make. But that's the story and basis for another episode. But the way I see it, we as a people could do better. We could be better than this. And the whole country could come together... And we could take on the 1%. We could go ahead and get them to do stuff for us instead of gallivanting and all that kind of stuff. We could go ahead and keep an eye on them and keep them honest. Including all the institutions that we invest in without paying money, but we put time in it. We could make all these people work for us in a way. The civil servants are supposed to work for us in general anyway. And then maybe then we can actually have some form of unity. But you see, some people just aren't about that life. Some people like this. 
And it wouldn't surprise me if those people that I mentioned beforehand that love this racial divide are just sitting back there enjoying themselves on it, gorging on it every single day. Sad, huh? Gets crazier. Um, another thing I was supposed to talk about from my itinerary, because, you know, anything can go any sort of way, is, um, Valentine's Day. Yes, Valentine's Day is coming up. Has anybody taken the time to go and meet somebody? Or actually taken the time to go and talk to somebody and get out of their comfort zone and do so? And while at that moment, see about going out for a coffee or something. Yeah, it's a quiet room, man. That's really, really ridiculous. It's like the last few episodes I made around this time. You know what? It's like this. Don't po- Before you post your meme, or before you talk about how you're eating pizza this year, or, or saying that your dog's going to take care of you, not to say that dogs are bad, not to say the cats are bad, or any of this other stuff, but you know what? This, this social anxiety crap, while real at one time, you can get some control over it and do something about it. I don't want to see anything on the 15th talking about how lonely you are. I don't want to hear anything on even the 13th about how lonely you are. That stuff is just stupid. Okay? It happens to anybody. Some people just don't have game. I get that. Some people have been in abusive relationships. I understand that. Some people have a hard time meeting other people. I know. At one time I had it. But the point is, is this. In order for you to grow as a person, be a well-rounded person, and to do what you got to do, you got to go through a lot of hell. And not only that, that hell actually helps you in a way. It helps you to know what lives out here. It helps you to be more aware of your surroundings. But it also helps you to go ahead and say, you know what? I know what kind of person to deal with, and I know what kind of person not to deal with. And I know when to say no. You know what I'm saying? And the thing is, is that people are not doing that. People are just withdrawing themselves out. That's why in like years to come, you're going to see a lot of lonely damn people because nobody's taking that extra threshold to cross so that they can meet others. Like, yeah, it does it seem like work sometimes. Yeah. Does it seem like, you know, it's, it's not going to be the easiest thing in the world? No, it never is because you're dealing with a whole other person with their problems, their plights, their vices and the things that make them human. Because you're human too. Like every single one of us is messed up in some way or another. And we need that person that could either be an asset or a hindrance. A gain or a loss. And chances are you're going to be dealing with a lot of losses. I used to know somebody that was like that. Always talking about her losses but didn't talk about her gains. What was the experience you got out of that? You knew what you wanted. But if you keep going after that same crop of person. Or after the same damn, you know, the same damn body type with no mindset which is what a lot of people do on instagram it's like give me a break man you know just just get off your behind and go meet somebody go talk to somebody like don't make the situation more complicated like you got some people that say i want us to go ahead and be married today but you just met them yesterday that don't make no sense you got to just go on this journey it is a journey it's stuff that you make time to do And you follow through on it. And the more that you get out of it, the less your anxiety will bother you because you're more used to this. You're just doing small doses a day. 
And the point is, is that if you're single, you can talk to anybody you want to talk to, unless that person is married and such. And if you find out that that person is married, you know, you have to make the final decision whether you keep that person around or not. But you don't deal with that married person on that level. You know what I mean? Put them in the friend zone. You're going to have to do that. Like I said, there's a way of doing this. Like, if this was a visual show, I would definitely have a Venn diagram up. But look at it like a Venn diagram and work on set theory. Put stuff in sets. You know what I mean? You don't have to union everybody. That's your network. But in the intersection on things, some people try to make the friends with benefit zone big. No, 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 no. What you do is you try to go ahead and get those important people in that sector. You know what I'm saying? The ones that can play the role of that stuff. And it's going to be very few because a lot of people aren't genuine, man. There's so many fakes out there. But as you get to it, you'll find those people that are worth keeping that'll be in that spot. But you got to go through a lot of hell to get there. And you got to be honest with it. And the thing is, betrayals are just a part of life. You just have to be prepared for them. And if they catch you off guard, just remember this. You can regroup and you can rebound. But if you just keep yourself on the outskirts of it, you're going to miss out all the time. The dating experience can be a fun experience if you allow it to be. And you just understand that, you know, some things just don't go together. Some people are just not cool with you. Like, I mean, as I keep doing what I do, I know there's a lot of women that are not cool with me. And I'm totally okay with it. And it doesn't mean I can't date their friends or their sisters. <laughs> well, where or another, you can go ahead and do what you got to do. And by the way, if you ever feel like this, you probably say, I'm a good person. I shouldn't have to go through this. It doesn't matter how good you are. You're a villain in somebody's story. And let me tell you, as a super villain like I am, I'm doing it up, brother. And the best part is I still got a lot to go, especially at 32. And, you know, you got to just play the game. I don't care how old I am and stuff. Oh, which, by the way, for those of you that are dealing with that age game shit, got to make this an explicit episode. Dealing with that age game crap. Let me tell you this. All right. (laughs) Just make sure that that person is at least 25. See, that that's my limit. You got you got to be 25 and up. You know what I'm saying? At least then that's fine. There, there's nothing wrong with that. Like if you're like a 40-year-old person and you dating around the 20 age, there are people out there that like you. And the truth is, you got a lot of people out there that say, "Ooh, it's intergenerational relationship." What the hell do you care? You're not paying any bills in it. Well, I, I, it's just weird to me. I'm sure it is. You're weird to me. Now get the hell out of my face. That's what you gotta be like. You know what I mean? Stop caring what the public thinks. The public doesn't make any sense. Okay, now you think about it. I've done a um, nominations episode on the Oscars. Think about it. If you've seen any of these movies on here, do you think that some of those movies need to be on the list? Probably not. Like, let's look at another example. Super Bowl 53. Did the Rams need to be in the Super Bowl just to get curb stomped by the Patriots? No. That didn't need to happen. It did, unfortunately. But it didn't make sense. See what I'm saying? Or Maroon 5's whole thing, where none of that made sense. And then you got certain movies out here, like Indiana Jones, where they nuked the fridge. Did that make any sense? No. 
No, that was a movie. But but the thing about it is, in real life here, another real life example. Donald Trump, as the 45th president, did any of that make any sense? Not at all. Not at all. So, yeah. Stop worrying about what the public thinks. Do the best you can with what you think is right, but do it in the way that, you know, benefits everybody and that, you know, you do the best you can for yourself and that other person. Not trying to impress the homies. I mean, what the hell have the homies done for you? You know what I'm saying? And that goes for any of you out there. doesn't matter about your your genders, your pronouns and stuff like that, but if you want to meet somebody that can deal with your BS on the daily, you got to deal with their BS on the daily. It's a fair trade. But, you know, of course, this can go any other way because you got so many self-entitled and self-righteous idiots out there now. But another thing I want to say as the last part of our little segment here, Valentine's Day is a day, not a deadline. It's not carousel. It's not like you had to do all your stuff at a certain age and then eventually you go through a rite of passage where you get killed off, which, by the way, Logan's Run is a good movie. It's just a day. You know, if you could have a nice chat or you could have a nice coffee date with somebody or you could just go to the movies or you could just go to the zoo, the park or anything and just enjoy somebody's company, that's good enough for Valentine's Day. Some people want to get engaged on this day. Some people want to go to the restaurants on this day. And it's just like, give it a break already. Just make it fun. It's just a, it's just a day. You still got June, July, August. Matter of fact, you still got the whole rest of the year to meet somebody. That's all I care about. I don't care about February 14th. When I was a kid, you know, February 14th was just, you shared cards with everybody. Then all of a sudden, as we all got older, we developed cliques, didn't we? So who didn't fit with our clique and our group? You know what I'm saying? We just did not give anything. But you see, the thing about it is, is that I've gotten better with a lot of stuff. I've always had a lot of cards. I've always had a lot of acknowledgments on Valentine's Day. And I gave some back. But the point is, is that you got to, you know, step your game up. I don't know, there's a lot of loners out there walking around, but if you don't want to be a loner anymore, you can change that. It's called making the final decision. And Valentine's Day should not be one of those days that you automatically hate it because nobody loves me. Give it a rest. And if you had some horrible times with Valentine's Day, I apologize on that. But you know, you got to push yourself to get over that. You got to do something for your sake. And then for those of you out there that are in relationships and you're not happy, oh, y'all are the worst damn people. Y'all need to be honest with yourselves, and then you need to be honest with those people that you're trying to hurt. But that's the storyline for another episode. And I will bring that up in a later episode this week because, you know, hey, I'm feeling the need for doubles. But outside of all that, though, this is the J-Man signing off. I'm glad that we had a Sunday special here. And, of course, I'm going to have to go ahead and put the E on the lookout for explicit. But, hey, y'all, that's just the way it is. I'm getting back in the saddle. But until then, this is Jay signing off. If you need to send something, send an email, j360production.outlook.com, or drop a voicemail over on our hotline. Number is 240 903 
34. All right? Okay. Peace out, y'all.